0: The Seahawks officially have their man as head coach, and it's Mike McDonald. I'm going to be breaking it all down with an instant reaction here on a bonus edition of Locked On Seahawks. You are Locked On Seahawks, your daily Seattle Seahawks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, 12. This is Corbin Smith, host of the Locked On Seahawks podcast, your daily Seahawks podcast, part of the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. A special thanks to all the 12s here on this historic day in Seahawks history for joining in and making Locked On Seahawks your first listen five days a week. We greatly appreciate it. Just as a word of warning, those of you that follow me on social media, this should be completely understandable. There is now a long track record of Breaking news happening when I decided to go for a run, and that trend continued today. I was in the middle of a a two-and-a-half-mile run today when the Seahawks decided to officially announce this hire of Mike McDonald being their new head coach. So if I occasionally cough during this show, I do have athletic-based asthma, so my apologies. So if that happens, I don't think it's going to, but just a heads up, uh, I'm not doing it on purpose. But anyway, it is a historic day for the Seattle Seahawks franchise a new head coach set to take the reins, Mike McDonald, former Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator. You could tell that they were trying to speed up this process because the Seahawks interviewed with McDonald yesterday in Baltimore and less than 24 hours later, he's in the Pacific Northwest with a second interview. And usually when it happens that quickly, and yes, I know the Seahawks were trying to expedite the process because they had to wait till the Ravens were eliminated to even be able to speak with him. But Two interviews in that quick of fashion, typically past precedent means that that coach is flying to his new workplace. And that is what ultimately is going to happen in this instance with McDonald taking the reins for the Seahawks, the new head coach replacing Pete Carroll. All along, as we've talked about tons on this show, as soon as Pete Carroll was moved into an advisory role, at least that's what the Seahawks said was going to happen, and they decided to move on from him as the head coach, Mike McDonald was a name that immediately... Was given to me by multiple sources as a top target. And yet the timing, as we've mentioned a few times on the show, the timing prevented the Seahawks from being able to get the request and to interview him before the Friday deadline, before the wild card weekend games. And so they had to wait this entire process out. They were patient. They interviewed a bunch of different candidates, several of them twice, but ultimately McDonald was the coach that they were hoping to land, and everything ended up working out in their favor, being patient. So Now he will be coming on reportedly on a six-year contract. Adam Schefter breaking that news a few moments ago. So the Seahawks have a new head coach. It's another defensive head coach. This seemed to be the fit all along that they were hoping to make happen. There were some questions whether he would come all the way to the West Coast, Pacific Northwest, to coach the Seahawks. And yet, ultimately, those have been answered. Obviously, both sides were interested in making this happen with how quickly this came together after the Ravens season ended with a loss in the AFC Championship game to the Chiefs. So now you get Mike McDonald coming in as the new head coach. And we've talked a lot about him on the show. There's a lot of things to be really excited about with this guy. He is now the youngest head coach in the NFL, 36 years of age, nine of the past 10 seasons. He was with the Baltimore Ravens. And you want to talk about a coach that truly climbed the ladder. I think sometimes we throw that cliche around too much in this business, but this guy stayed with the Ravens Under John Harbaugh, who, by the way, John Schneider has an immense amount of respect for because of his special teams background, a well-rounded coach. So that certainly was a feather in the cap of Mike McDonald in this entire process. But he started off as a defensive assistant, moved up to linebackers. He was a secondary coach, then finally got his opportunity at Michigan to be a defensive coordinator. The Wolverines had a top 10 defense, made it to the college football playoff. Then he's back in Baltimore replacing Wink Martindale as the defensive coordinator two years ago. All the Ravens have done the last two seasons. They were third in scoring defense in 2022. They were first in scoring defense this season. They were ninth in turnovers last year, first this year, top 10 in sacks both seasons. They have been one of the best defenses in the NFL. And look at some of the teams that they have dominated against, including the San Francisco 49ers. The Ravens blew them out earlier this year in large part because their defense was able to create turnovers. They really stymied the 49ers' offensive attack. That had to be very appealing to John Schneider here looking at who is going to take over as the new head coach. And so you look at those stats and you look at the background for this guy. This really is a hire that I think has a chance to be a monumental one for the franchise. They had to hit a home run here and we'll see what happens. But the fact that you're bringing in a guy as respected as McDonald, and he's got a different personality than Pete Carroll, but that's OK. They didn't need to go out and try to find the next Pete Carroll from that perspective. They need a guy that's going to be able to reach his players. You watch Ravens games, the way this guy interacts with his players on the sideline, how excited he gets during games when his guys make plays. Guys are going to gravitate to him just in a different way than Pete Carroll and the ability to create havoc on defense, not just having good players, but knowing where to put them, being able to scheme up. I thought the most impressive coaching job that he did this entire season, even though the Ravens lost last Sunday, they didn't give up a single point in the entire second half and just five first because of his ability to adapt and adjust at halftime, be able to make some of those changes. And I think the fact that he's got a background coaching linebackers, secondary players, he's worked with defensive linemen, and he has experience at all three levels of the defense. And so this is the guy that Seattle needed to bring in because let's face it, the offense has been good enough the last few years. It was inconsistent this season, but some of that was because of the fact this defense struggled so much. They were 25th in scoring defense two years ago, first season under Clint Hurt this year, 24th. They just couldn't get that turned around, and I think that's the biggest reason that Pete Carroll is no longer in the coaching position. They are looking to get that turned around. So why not go out and get the best young coaching candidate you can get who comes from the John Harbaugh tree? There's been some really good coaches come out of there. He has some connections now that he can use, and this is something we will touch on on tonight's episode but he's got connections to add to his coaching staff as well. So I'm really curious to see who he ends up bringing to Seattle with him. But that was the biggest problem this team's had the last two years, the inconsistencies on defense, the struggles defending the run, inconsistencies with their pass rush. They're hoping that bringing Mike McDonald in, is going to be able to fix all of those issues or at least improve them dramatically. And that gives this team a chance to get right back into the mix as a contender in the NFC. As always with these hires, we want to see what happens. But this was one of the candidates that really stuck out to me looking at who was available. And from everything that I have been told over the past few weeks, especially last week when a lot of people were freaking out, the Seahawks had not interviewed McDonald yet. I was told by several sources, look, it's going to happen. They're going to meet with him this was a guy that was at the top of their list and they were able to get it done. And so now he will be the new head coach. As for the players, he's going to be coaching. That's the next thing I'm going to touch on here in this bonus episode. Up next, going to look at Seattle's roster and how it fits with what Mike McDonald likes to do, which positions the Seahawks are set and where they may need to make some changes or some upgrades here this off season. Don't go away. You're listening to a bonus edition of Locked On Seahawks. This bonus episode is brought your way by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and of course, being ready for the best commercials, always the best commercials during the Super Bowl Sunday. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or maybe two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You're listening to a bonus edition here of Locked On Seahawks. I'm your host, Corbin Smith. A special thanks to all the 12s out there. As always, thank you for making Locked On Seahawks your first listen five days a week. We greatly appreciate it. The Seahawks officially have their man, Big Tuna, incoming Mike McDonald as the new head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Reportedly a six-year contract awaiting the official post from the Seahawks on our website. But, Everybody that I've talked to said this deal is going down. They're just hashing out the final details. He is going to be the Seattle Seahawks' new head coach. And with that, we can now shift the narrative here because the discussion the last three weeks has been about who is going to replace Pete Carroll. Now that we know it's going to be Mike McDonald, now we have to go to the roster, especially from a defensive perspective because obviously a defensive coordinator for the Ravens at Michigan before that, he is a defensive-minded coach. So that is going to be the first focal point here. For the Seattle Seahawks. And you look at the stats again, 25th in scoring defense 2022, 24th in scoring defense last season, one of the worst run defenses each of the last two seasons, bottom three both years. You look at those statistics and you think this is a defense that's going to need a lot of changes, going to need a major overhaul. But I'm going to bat against that here for a second because I think one of the reasons that Mike McDonald from the get go was a coach that really intrigued John Schneider. And the rest of the front office that was involved in this coaching search, and of course, Jody Allen as well, is you look at the players he had success with in Baltimore. He had really athletic linebackers, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen in the middle. You've got physical corners like Marlon Humphrey on the outside. He took a safety in Geno Stone was a backup and transformed him into an all pro caliber player. And just the play they were getting from their edge player, Jadevian Clowney found the fountain of youth and had a phenomenal season, nearly hit double-digit sacks. You look at the personnel that the Ravens had. For the most part, it feels like the Seahawks have what they need to be able to run Mike McDonald's defense. And I think the first area that you can look at is the quarterback spot. And I know Reek Woolen had a tough sophomore season in some regards, especially from a tackling perspective. That's going to be an area – He's got to clean up if he's going to play for Mike McDonald. He wants his secondary guys to be able to come up and hit people. But you look at the players the Ravens have played at the cornerback position, Marlon Humphrey and some of those other guys that have played the corner spot. They like length, maybe not as much as what Pete Carroll did over the years, but they like the longer physical corners. They're looking for guys that are ball hawks too. Turnovers have been a huge part of the Ravens' success the last couple years, and Reek woolen has been as good as anybody at creating pass breakups and interceptions. Tied for the league lead as a rookie two years ago. So I think Reek Roland is still going to be a player with his rare physical gifts that Mike McDonald, that probably was a selling point for him. And Devin Witherspoon, who has a chance to be the defensive rookie of the year, he's a finalist, may win that award at NFL honors. You get those two as building blocks. And then at the safety position, Quandre Diggs is a three time Pro Bowler. And I know he's past 30 years of age, but if Geno Smith can have the success that he had and he was put in the positions to make those plays in Mike McDonald's defense, then why can't Quandre Diggs be put in that same spot? So I think it's safety. And obviously, Jamal Adams, there's been some murmurs out there. Maybe he's considering a retirement. But even if he is not there, if they decide to move on from him, that could be a guy that if he's in Seattle could really fit with his defense with some of the aggressiveness that they play. And Julian Love's got some ball hawking tendencies. So I think the secondary, they have the players to be able to run Mike McDonald's scheme seamlessly. And then on the front line, I think the defensive tackles, Jaron Reed can be the Justin Matabuke type guy, even as an older defensive tackle that's going to give you some juice in the middle. I think Leonard Williams would be an excellent fit for them. They will need to go out and see if they can get a bigger body player to play the nose tackle position. If somebody like Brian Monet is not going to be here or isn't able to come back from that knee injury, they cost him off last season, but they've got pieces there that Mike McDonald's going to be able to work with, with his front And then players like Boye Mafe and Achenuosu I think are going to be able to find success off the edge. If there's an area where they're going to really have to bolster that front line, though, away from just getting a big body at the nose tackle position, I think they need to add more length. That could come internally. Mike Morris missed all but one game this last season. And, oh, by the way, he played for Mike McDonald at Michigan in 2021. So there is a natural familiar fit right there. Get him back healthy with his length. He's played off edge. He's played three tech he could be a player that this actually ends up being a perfect system for him to be successful in the NFL. And then maybe you can go out and bring somebody like Jadevian Clowney back to Seattle. Again, he had a great season in Baltimore. And with his length, his size, that is a player that really fits this scheme well. And McDonald did an excellent job playing to his strengths. So I could see somebody like that that has played previously for McDonald coming over in free agency that isn't going to break the bank. And then the linebacker position, Bobby Wagner maybe would make sense to bring back, but I've talked about this on the show previously. I felt like Dan Quinn was going to be a better fit from that perspective because of his relationship with Bobby Wagner, coaching him in the past. Jordan Brooks is the much more athletic linebacker at this point, and it would make more sense in my opinion maybe they bring back both those guys at the right price, but Jordan Brooks is the younger player that can be a building block defender. He's got the sideline to sideline speed. He had his best season statistically in coverage and really on film this past season. And he's going to be more than a year removed from that torn ACL. So I would think that that would make a lot of sense. Patrick Queen who played for McDonald in Baltimore is also scheduled to be a free agent too. So that may be a wrench to throw in there, but In my opinion, those are the areas where they have the biggest questions personnel-wise. Who's going to be your linebackers in the middle? All three of their main linebackers are scheduled for free agency. Off the edge, are you going to be able to get some more length to add to that group? And can you get a little more size, a little more bulk in the middle that's going to be able to fill a Michael Pierce-type role in this defense? I expect the Seahawks are going to be aggressive from that standpoint, going out and finding some of those pieces in free agency in the draft that are going to be able to shore up the areas that maybe don't match with his scheme. But overall, and if I'm Mike McDonald, I'm pumped up about this, particularly the secondary players that I'm inheriting with Reek Woolen, Devin Witherspoon, Julian Love, Quandre Diggs, maybe Jamal Adams, that group, Jarek Reed coming back from ACL tear, he was impressive last year. That is a secondary group that would have me just chomping at the bit to be able to get this coaching job. And, of course, on the offensive side of the ball, you've already got a built-in success system there with Geno Smith, the receivers, the running backs they've got. The key is going to be making sure that he really nails the offensive coordinator higher and gets somebody that is going to be able to coach up this offensive line because that's something that has held the Seahawks back for a very long time. Can they fix that under a new head coach? bringing some of that Ravens attitude, that Ravens physicality to this football team. So overall, from a defensive perspective, I feel like this was a position that Mike McDonald had to be really excited about because Seattle already had a lot of the personnel in place to be able to run his scheme effectively. And I think he can really maximize players like Quandre Diggs, Devin Witherspoon, a front boy, Maffe. if you thought he had a breakout year last year, I think this is a defense that he could be much better in with Mike McDonald coaching, whoever he's got as the defensive coordinator. And I think the linebackers, the linebackers were a huge part of the success for the Baltimore Ravens the last two years. I could see that maybe being the area where his presence improves this football team the most moving forward. So there's some areas of concern. There's some areas they have to address, but there are a lot of built-in pieces. There's already a really good foundation here for Mike McDonald to work with. And this would be a reason why, I think there was mutual interest from the get-go and that these two sides were able to hash out a deal real quick to get him into the VMAC and sign on as the new coach of the Seattle Seahawks. We're just getting started here on Locked on Seahawks. Coming up later today, my Coast and Crime Rob Rang and I, we're going to be breaking down this latest news, the hiring of Mike McDonald. And then we're going to dive into some offensive coordinator candidates. If there's already one not announced at that point, we'll be looking at some favorites to potentially come to Seattle and take that position defensive coordinators as well going to be a jam-packed episode that you won't want to miss as always you can follow me on x and threads at Corbin Smith NFL make sure to subscribe and follow locked on Seahawks on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode we'll see you tonight as we continue to dive in to this historic hiring for the Seattle Seahawks thanks for listening go Hawks